Welcome to the Embellish Podcast, where we like to talk about stories. We like to explore how embellishment makes a story better, how it allows us to connect more deeply with both the person telling the story and the subject of the story. Together, we will explore people, products, and places that have a story to tell. We'll navigate through the truths, half-truths, and outright lies and decide if the truthiness even matters. Good evening. Thanks for joining me. If you're if you're here tonight, um, if you didn't catch the thumbnail uh, tonight, we're going to be talking about a uh, holiday gift guide. Uh, we're getting real close to the time of the year when you're going to be looking for presents for people in your life, or people are going to be asking you for ideas on presents. And inevitably, you become the whiskey person. People ask you, you know, what should I buy for uh, the the whiskey lover in my life? Man, this arm is killing me. Hold on a second. I bought this really nice boom arm. It's a significant upgrade from the the eighteen dollar Amazon version one I have, but my microphone's not heavy enough for it, so it wants to constantly like run up on my face, and you guys can't see it, you know, because uh, there's not enough uh, contrasting color between my shirt and um, the actual microphone. But it's just like see, it lives right here in front of my face. Um. But before we get started, let's we'll just uh, run through a few things. It's been a it's been a weird week, you know. Just trying to get through a few things. Um, did come across a, a bit of encouraging information a few episodes back. We talked about American single malt whiskeys and what they mean for the American whiskey marketplace and you know all of those uh, wonderful things. But I came across a, an article, and it looks like uh, the uh, alcohol tobacco. Alcohol and Tobacco Tax and Trade Bureau. Um, for those of you that are into bourbon, you know the TTB, that's where all the labeling comes from, is likely to take up in the month of December, take up a specific definition for American single malt whiskeys. Um, and I won't lie, I, I heard it um, on a podcast, I think it was Distiller's Talk, with Alan Bishop in that group. Um, but I kind of started poking around to try to find the details on it. And it sounds like what the the TDB is supposed to be taking up is what the American Single Malt Whiskey um, Commission uh, had put forward. And if that's the case, and that's super encouraging because we're going to get some regulations. And I know you know regulations aren't always our fan, our our friends, but being able to regulate the industry, make sure that what you're getting is what you're supposed to be getting. Um, so that's 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 super awesome. Um, one of one of one of the more you know brighter shining moments. Um, uh, Matt Porter over at ADHD Whiskey was doing a um, flight night, a US, UFC flight night. What is it? Ultimate Flighting Championship. I'm not exactly sure what he's calling it, um, but he made notice that or made a mention that he has actually been listening to this podcast. So that was super encouraging. That uh, we're at the point now where a hundred percent of the world's top whiskey tasters have listened to this podcast and are encouraging us to go to move forward with it. Um, super excited about that. And Matt will be at the Repeal Day Expo with uh, Jack from uh, the Hood Sommelier Instagram and Monday Night Sucks. Um, you can still get some tickets to that. I think the VIP tickets may be gone. It's you know the what the first weekend in December. Um, Fred makes Fred Minnick is hosting that. So it's a great opportunity to to get into a virtual world and and be a part of uh, Whiskey Expo. Doesn't require you to leave your home. 
Um, you know, we're, we're all interested in getting back to in-person events because those are absolutely the, the lifeblood of whiskey. But um, in lieu of that, this is a, a pretty solid replacement. I uh, attended it last year, had a great time. Um, encourage you to do the same thing. Um, in the vein of Monday Night Sucks, if you didn't catch it this last Monday, uh, when they went into the Afterglow, um, Tim invited me to join him, and we stayed on for like an hour and a half. It was a fantastic time. I stayed way too late, drank way too much whiskey, but had a really good series of conversations. Uh, if you don't already watch that on Monday nights, stop by. There's always something interesting going on. Um, you know, it's it's it, it was a super fun time for me. I saw several of you guys float through. So um, that'll probably cover everything we've got. That'll give us, you know, five, six minutes worth of just random rambling. Um, what put me in this, this situation of wanting to talk about what kind of gifts, you know, should folks be getting is that, you know, when people find out you're into whiskey, they'll end up buying you a couple of gifts that you're probably going to have way more than you ever need of. You're going to have a bar set. Uh, it's going to be a cocktail shaker glass, a, a strainer, a spoon, and a jigger. You know, all of those wonderful things, which I don't think you can ever have too many of those. But then there's also going to be whiskey stones. They're going to be different shapes or, shapes or sizes. There's going to be ice molds. You know, those those things are going to be pretty standard. And um, I started poking around. I was like, you know, what, what kind of whiskey lists, whiskey gift lists exist out there? And most of them sort of suck. Um, there's different lists of bottles, but some of them are, you know, real unrealistic. There's, there's lists of gifts, gifts and gadgets, um, and they're really, you know, super trendy. So I'll back up and say, never give whiskey stones because odds are if the person you're trying to give it to, they already have some whiskey stones. They already have some way of cooling their whiskey if they even want to do that. And you're making a pretty broad assumption there as well. And we won't talk about whiskey specifically. That'll be a little bit later on in this. But we're going to run through some some gifts that aren't whiskey. Um, whiskey stones is where we start of um, nosing kits. Those are those are things that I think that depending upon where your price range happens to be, um, they're they're a great gift depending upon how serious your friend is about whiskey. Um, and you can ask a few questions to sort of assess, you know. Uh, are they into it? You know, ask them if they drink their whiskey neat. And if they drink their whiskey neat, then they're probably nosing it. And if they're probably nosing it, um, whether they've been doing it for a long time or doing it a short period of time, these kits are um, pretty valuable. I don't have one myself. It's something that I would like to have. Um, but there's a lot of different options that are out there. Some of them that I've been, you know, interested in looking at personally, things that I have bookmarked for purchase myself. There's NosYourBourbon.com. NosYourBourbon.com has several different options. Some of them are low cost. They've got different kits with different flavors, different um, ideas for you to sort of explore. And they come in a, um, a pretty neat little package. From what I can tell, they're you know they're widely accepted as as a, as a good product. And one of the other ones uh, that I think has been on my radar, and it is it is significantly more expensive, but uh, Bourbon Real Talk does an American whiskey aroma kit. And I've been eyeballing that one for a long time because um, there's some some pretty unique smells in there. And you know, if if you've ever followed that particular podcast or um, YouTube channel, um, the the creator of this whiskey aroma kit, you know, the whole idea of Bourbon Real Talk is that they don't take, they don't do Patreons, they don't do uh, any type of um, 
sponsorships for their channel. They make all their money off of any type of merchandise that they happen to sell. And I have a couple of their um, boxes that they use for storing uh, Boston rounds. You know, the little sample bodies, bottles that you uh, you know eventually end up with a whole bunch of them. Um, and personally, what I've started doing is I've started a, a, a whiskey library. And so maybe this is one that I don't actually have on this list. But on that website, they've got a box that will contain either one ounce or two ounce Boston rounds. And for every bottle that I'm about to kill, I usually try to save back one or two ounces of it, put a label on it and stick it inside the box. And so I have those in perpetuity. And at some point in time, and I have, you know, 50, 60, 70, 80 samples or 25 years from now, I have some things that I can revisit without trying to bunker tons and tons of bottles that, you know, are, are going to have some degree of nostalgia for me. I have a couple ounces of it and, and that ought to be enough, you know, over life. You know, if you've got a couple hundred bottles, you're taking a couple hundred samples. Um, and as you burn those bottles down, you buy new things to try out. You can kind of keep those on hand. Um, and also, you know, a couple ounces enough that you can probably sample off of it four times, um, through the course of, um, through the course of having that. And I'm going to make a note here so I can put that back in the show notes. But they have, like I said, um, there is a glass bottle outlet, I think, is the the um, retailer that I've bought from several, several times. Uh, Boston Rounds are pretty inexpensive, so you can get some of those. Then you could run over to uh, Bourbon Real Talk and pick up one of their boxes. And basically, you've created a an ability for... Um, whoever it is that you're buying to to start their own uh, whiskey catalog, their own whiskey back catalog to be able to hold on to. Um, let me write that down. And then, and at the end of this, obviously, I'll put um, links in. This is going to be a super link heavy uh, listing on this particular episode because I have a lot of things to go through. Um, but they give you something, and so like, especially being uh, in the buckle of the Bible Belt, sometimes people are reluctant, or they're not interested in going into a liquor store because it's just there's too much for them to to think about there, and so this gives them the option of buying things that are not directly uh, alcohol, but they are supporting somebody in their hobbies, in their interests, and in whatever it is that they're after. And then another one uh, on Amazon, there's an Aroma Academy kit. It's a whiskey aroma. Ki- whiskey aroma kit um had some pretty good reviews like i said i have not been able to personally utilize any of them if i had to personally rank them you know if i had the money to spend i'm going to go with bourbon real talk if i um or if i'm looking for a smaller uh, and not to say that knows your bourbon is cheaper it is just a smaller they offer smaller kits whereas bourbon real talks american whiskey aroma kit is pretty robust um the smaller sampling allows for a smaller price size on it um, so those are three options, you know, nosing your bourbon kits. It's helping whoever it is expand their understanding of what they're smelling in the glass and what they're, you know, what they're drinking on a regular basis. The next one is a whiskey tasting notebook. Um, and that is super nerdy, absolutely super nerdy, but I will 100% recommend it. Uh, in the thumbnail, you'll see one that's propped up. Uh, I have one. It is from... Uh, uh, a retailer on Etsy is a Scroll and Ink leather bound notebook. Um, Scroll and Ink has, like I said, they have a website at scrollandink.com. All of their stuff is hand bound, and I'm looking down at mine actually, and they're they're pretty nice looking. They they look like this. They you can get whiskey or you can get bourbon uh, stamped on it on the inside. You can get a name. I've actually done uh, this lighting is going to be terrible. 
but I've actually done initials here for myself. And then on the inside, um, there's some really nice pages. They help you, you know, kind of capture what it is. And these are relatively inexpensive. They're small, so they're portable enough. They've got a little place for a pen. So if you're the kind of person that's interested in buying writing materials, um, pick up one of these. Pick up a Fisher Space Pen. It's one of my favorites. Um, and and now you've got a complete kit where that the person can take with them wherever they go. Um, I've also bought a couple of pens from Refine, R-E-F-Y-N-E. Um, they're these little metal pens that are about the size of a hand. The only downside is, is that I really like clicky pens, and so I'll end up playing with it a lot. And it's small enough that I end up stabbing myself in the hand with it, and I get ink spots all over myself. It's not a, it's not a negative review, review so to speak, but um, it is something to consider. But they're also, you know, small enough to go with this because if you put a full-sized ink pen up against uh, the notebook, maybe we'll use a sharpie here. But if you put it up up against the side of it, it takes up the whole thing, right? It's it's a pretty significant thing. Um, right now, I have this silver silver Fisher Space Pen in here. I would recommend getting one of the flat black ones. I can't find mine, um, but that is quite possibly my favorite. They're pressurized ink cartridges, so they don't ever run low. They just run out. Um, you can write upside down. They're, they're they're fantastic ink pens, and they're easy to sort of put in your pocket. Um, one that is really popular. Um, smoker kits, the the ability to smoke your own cocktail. Um, I would I would I would recommend you avoid those. You're going to find them in every single gift list that you come across. The reason I advise you to 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 not do it is because most of them are bulky. They come with a big glass cloche. They come with a wooden base, and you sort of you know smoke these chips and you put your cocktail inside of it, and it takes a lot of preparation. Takes a lot of planning, takes a lot of effort to be able to smoke a cocktail. And is the person that you're giving this to actually interested in smoke cocktails? Maybe, maybe not. But if you're going to, um, I recommend. There's a company called Fog Hat, and it's a um, it's a wooden inverted hat. I guess if you were to think about it, if you're thinking about a, a flat brimmed um, cowboy style hat, it's inverted. And so there's a, a divot in it. It's got a little wire mesh strainer. You put your wood chips in it, you hit it. And since the drink underneath it is colder, it pulls some of the smoke into it and it holds it there. So now all you're trying to keep up with is the lighter, the wood chips and this small fog hat. Um, but at the end of the day, like I said, it's, it's, it's hit and miss over whether you're going to use that on a regular basis or not. Um, so, you know, if you want to give that a shot, that's a way to go about it. Uh, once again, like I said, I'll put some some links in. I don't have one. I do have a smoker kit. It is one of the big glass cloches. And a glass cloche is like just a big glass dome that you put over top of it. Um, and I've never used it. I've had it for probably six months, and I've not used it once. I actually got it uh, through Bespoke Post, um, which is another thing. You could get somebody that's not specifically whiskey-related, but a, a Bespoke Post um, gift card or, or subscription would work pretty well. The, the next bit, glassware, or at least um, drinkware maybe is the right term because not everything on the list is glassware. But um, I have a handful of things that, that I would absolutely recommend, and I would start with um, if the person that you're looking to purchase for is uh, a traveler and somebody who is on the road quite regularly, pick up one of these snoot glasses. These I've got, the, I've got one of these, and I've got one of the nosers from Brewmate. I think roommate makes that. Um, these snoot glasses are fantastic. I took them to the beach with us this summer. They're on the inside of them. There's four little, I don't know, wings, so to speak, and it helps to sort of stir up the whiskey when you're doing it. 
Um, it's double walled, so the drink does not heat up or cool down based off of what's happening in the environment around it as nearly as much. It drinks about as close to a Glencairn as I can get personally. Um, I, I, they, they nose well, um, and I'm not a great taster or noser, but um, they're about as close to drinking out a little bit of a legitimate uh, whiskey glass as I can get. Uh, and something that I'm not worried about, number one, breaking, so I can put it in my suitcase whenever I travel, uh, you know, going going through an airport. I don't have to be concerned with this getting broken. Um, it drinks well. It cleans easily because it's stainless steel. It doesn't show a ton of fingerprints, and if I drop it on the ground while I'm drinking, it's it's not the end of the world. And, you know, there's no reason you would ever uh, drop a glass whenever you're drinking. Um, but um, that's, that's the only one that is non-glass re- related. There's also this, um, and I'm not even going to know how to pronounce it, but it's a um, C-U-I-S-I-V-I-N, Quisivin, maybe? Quisivin Glendale um, Whiskey Nosing Glass. And this is possibly one of my favorite glasses to drink out of. Um, The reason I like it is it's got a stem, and so you can kind of keep your hands off of it and keep from uh, heating up the whiskey while you're drinking, if you're that kind of a person. Um, they're inexpensive. They've got a, a big enough nose. The, the thing that I don't care for on Glen Cairns is I think that the nose is too concentrated for at least for my nose. Um, and these are just slightly bigger. They have just a little bit more space to them and they're in they're sort of um, nice looking. Um, if, if I'm looking for an even lower cost option and you know I've done a series of, of blind tastings for coworkers and friends. And so I have enough glassware that I can do a flight of, Four different whiskeys for 12 people, and so that's, you know, four times 12, which is, I guess, 40, I have 48, approximately 48 um, glasses as it sits, and they are these. They're they're similar. These are actually brandy, um, they're considered to be brandy tasting glasses. They're called Acopa Select 5.5 ounce brandy spirits glasses, and they're from the restaurant store. These are super dirt cheap. And they're easy enough to be able to nose out of. Like I said, the the um, the space in the top is virtually identical to that of the Cuisavin, um Glendale class. Um, they hold a little bit less. They don't have quite as big of a bowl at the bottom for you know kind of air to interact with your whiskey. But they do do stay up on a stem. They don't topple over nearly as much. And I've dropped a couple of these and they haven't broken. So they're they're pretty good and they're really 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 inexpensive. Um, one of the uh, for for like a rocks type glass, there is nothing I think on the market right now that beats the aged and or um, neat glasses. They they look like this. They are all from what I can tell handmade because I have two of them and I can see a slight variation in the the curvature in the lip. And so usually that's indicative, you know, of either bad manufacturing practices because the the variances are significant or some degree of being handmade. And based off of the quality of how they feel, I I lean towards it being handmade. So all of those are relatively inexpensive or easy things to get. Um, The last one I have is a little bit different. So there's a a gentleman on Instagram. He goes by, um, I think it's Cornbla, hand-blown glass. It's K-O-R-N-B-L-U-H. He's on Instagram. And he does hand-blown glass, and he makes these... Um, really nice uh, Glencairn shaped bottles, but they're hand blown glass. And so there's a dis- degree of design that is inside the bottom of these. 
they're really really nice they're also relatively expensive but they're really nice and it like i say it would be a great present to give for somebody if you're going to do that you might want to get that order in sooner rather than later because um they're handmade and so they're going to take a while to go and i would assume like part of the reason i'm doing this this early in november is that most of the things on here you have enough time to get an order in and get them taken care of before um, before Christmas actually rolls around, or before whatever holiday you happen to you know celebrate, I guess rolls around. It could be uh, any other number of religious or um, non-religious holidays that exist during this time of the season. Um, I guess maybe I should uh, start stealing the the phrase from "Who gives a dram?" Is you know holly jolly season. It doesn't matter what religion you are; you can just go with holly jolly. Um, but yeah, I think that's it. Um, there's a, there's a number of companies also that make infinity bottles. Those are fun purchases for somebody who's into whiskey, as they you know uh, as they open up bottles, they can pour a couple ounces out of each. Um, they can pour a couple ounces out of each bottle and put them into an infinity bottle. There's a couple apps out there for you to track, so you can know what the proof is going to be of whatever it is that you have. Um, it, it's a good way to go. It's some, something sort of interesting to, to toss out there. Um, and then the last non-whiskey or non-bourbon category, I guess, is going to be what I would consider to be travel, travel stuff. Um, things that you're going to use, and I guess I probably could have left the snoot glass in this, but things that you might want to carry with you uh, when you're going somewhere. I don't have this yet, but I saw where Agent and Orr put out a sample bottle flight, and they meet TSA requirements. So they're silicone-wrapped glass, um, enough space. Um, thanks bourbon lens. Uh, yeah, they are, uh, I tried to get them a little festive for the, the season at this time of the year. Um, but yeah, so, so back to this, we're, we're, we're covering travel, different gift ideas, things that, uh, somebody might be interested in purchasing for somebody. This Asian or sample bottle flight that they have, you know, there's four bottles. It's giving you the ability to be able to take with you uh, on an airplane flight something uh, that you might want to consume when you get to wherever you're going. I know that's, uh, I've got a trip coming up to North Carolina at the end of the month. It's not super encouraging what might be available to me whenever I get to, to the location that I'm heading to. Um, and I might want to take a few things with me. And so my choice right now is to put it in a Boston round and take it with me. Um, or buy, you know, the, the mini bottles at the, you know, at a liquor store, at the airport, or wherever, or uh, taking my chances when I get there. So those Agent Noor uh, sample bottle flights um, seem like they're probably the way to go. I would love to see one uh, in person, kind of feel it, but given the fact that I'm right now at um, at three or four different Agent Noor products that I really um, like, I think that they're probably going to be top-notch as well. Um, Zachley Chubbs double-walled stainless three-ounce flasks. Perfect for travel booze. I'm absolutely going to bookmark that. Thank you for that. Um, I'll, I'll put that on. Maybe I'll put that on next year's list uh, since I didn't have it beforehand. Um, but then if you're not flying, if, if you're just going somewhere, if you're going on a short trip, if you're going to a wedding, if you're going whatever, flasks. You already touched it. Flasks are a way to go. We're looking for a gift, so we want something that's got a little bit of um, pizzazz to it. Um, Rag Proper. Rag Proper makes probably one of the nicest feeling um, flasks that exist on the market. It's actual glass on the inside. 
and it has a true leather wrap. You can get one with silicone as well. You've got a, a metal lid and a plastic lid. It comes with a small funnel. Um, they come in a couple of different sizes. I have two different sizes depending upon where I'm going, how long I'm going to be there, and if I think somebody's going to try to mooch whiskey off me while I'm there. Um, but these are easy to carry with me. You know, We went um, with the kids to uh, Garden of the Gods, which is in southern Illinois, did a little quick hike. We were going to have a picnic lunch, and I was I took the small flask with a little bit of whiskey in it, so we sit down and have it. I have it with me to, to enjoy. Um, you know, it's It's a fantastic thing to have on hand, and I'm going to have to scoot away for just a second. Um, because I left one of the things that I wanted to talk about. So another type of flask. I have one of these from Aged and Ore as well, but there are bigger flasks, like if you're going camping-type flasks, um, things that are going to hold a bit more to them. Um, so there's this company called High Camp, that makes a flask that it looks like this. This one is all copper. I actually won this one from uh, friends over at the Bourbon Junkies, and it's got a magnetic top on it, which is super handy, uh, at least in my experience. Um, and and it, it'll hold a considerable amount more than one of the glass flasks will, but being non-glass, it also uh, gives you the ability to stuff it in a backpack and not worry about it getting shattered while you're traveling, while you're hiking, while you're doing whatever it is, traveling with family. I have another one over here from Ignore. It is glass inside of metal, and it is very nice feeling. Um, but I would be a little bit more reluctant to stick that in like a, a backpack type thing, anywhere it might get uh, smashed or or um, potentially crushed. So those are the. I think we took oh yeah about half an hour to talk about non whiskey related uh, Christmas gifts for someone in your life. Or holiday gifts, sorry. Yeah, I have to catch myself. Uh, Non-whiskey, non but whiskey-adjacent um, holiday gifts for people in your life that you don't necessarily know. But then you come into, I don't want to buy any of that. I want to buy them a bottle. I want to get them something that is, is unique and special. You know, And I generally get what bottle should I get for my friend. You know, What bottle should I get for my dad, for my boss, for whatever. And it's really... It's a terrible question to ask me because I don't know your friend most of the time. I don't know your friend, and, and and I don't know how well you know your friend. And so I usually try to come back with, like, what do they like to drink? What do they like to eat? How serious are they about whiskey? Um, and and, and what, is, what is the price range you're looking at? And if you can't answer any of those, then you probably need to go back uh, in the last half hour and pick one of those other things. But if you can't answer those questions, it helps you get a little bit further down the road of understanding what it is that you might want to buy for somebody. Um, if you know what they like to drink already, then you probably have some good ideas, and, and I can probably point you in a different, different direction. If you um, have an idea of, you know, are they a foodie, are they not a foodie, are they really that serious about whiskey or not, because there are some bottles that you can get inexpensively that if the person is only sort of into whiskey, they won't understand um, what that means, right? Like, so uh, Heaven Hill makes a green label bottle that is fairly available in the state of Kentucky, but not in a lot of other places, and it's pretty widely sought after. Um, I've got a couple extra of them floating around here that I like to do for giveaways because people outside of the state of Kentucky don't see them. But if the person doesn't really know whiskey, you know, if they if they're not really into it, they're just kind of just now getting into whiskey and they haven't come across it yet. Um, they're going to look at the gift, they're going to hop out there, they're going to see that it only costs like 16 bucks, and they're going to be like, oh, what a cheapskate gift, and they may not even like what's in there. Um, but 
what the reality is, is that if you've done some research, you know that that's like a, a, it's a, it's a pretty solid hitter bottle for a really cheap price. And it's something that not everybody can get a hold of. Um, so that's why like sort of assessing their seriousness. Like if, if they tell you their favorite whiskey in the whole world is Blanton's and they don't have a number two, they're probably not super into it. They can, there's nothing wrong with having Blanton's as your favorite, but they, a person who's into whiskey is also probably going to have another one, another backup, another idea. But if you can't answer all of those, any of those questions, and you're still not interested in buying one of those things, we're going to come back to what should you buy. And, and and so we can always answer the how much are you willing to spend? You know, how much does this person kind of fall to in your life? Um, and like I said, so if you're in that, like, and I've broken it up into to three bands. It's like zero to thirty dollars, thirty to fifty, and then fifty to eighty. And anything above eighty, um, you're you're taking a shot as to whether or not number one, you know what you're buying, uh, and and I would hope if you're shooting above eighty, you already know some things that they do like. You know something. You've you've been to the bar with them. You've seen them drink something. You've heard them talk about it. Whatever. Um, absolutely. Yep, so you're exactly right. Um, the Gifting a bottle of Green Label uh, any day is fantastic. And, and it's sort of the same thing with, say, you know, uh, the Special Reserve Weller, which is widely available in Ohio. And giving that gift in Ohio doesn't mean anything, but giving that gift in Kentucky absolutely does. Even though it's a inexpensive bottle of whiskey, you can't find it. So it took somebody, you know, it had somebody taking some effort to be able to, to get to that. But back to the, you know, the first cost band, zero to $30. And zero to $30, there's a lot of really good quality whiskeys, in my personal opinion. And my personal opinion means nothing unless you happen to be here. Um, but there's a series of whiskeys that I think that you can go out and you can purchase, and you're going to be able to, to get a good quality whiskey for somebody um, in that price range. And so I'm going to start, like I said, with that Heaven Hill Green label. If you're in the state of Kentucky and you can find it, you're going to get it for hopefully sub $20, right? That's that's going to be a good price for it. Um, then uh, if, if that's not an option or you, you can't happen to find it, I'm always going to tell somebody to go with an Evan Williams bottle and bond. Um, I got to spend some time with uh, my friend, uh, single barrel snob Timothy, um, he was doing what he was called calling snob school sometime back where we did just a tasting on uh, Evan Williams bottle and bond and everybody on that call likely had several if not in the tens or twenties of bottles that are higher quality higher price higher whatever than that but we took an you know an hour and a half one day and just sort of broke down that bottle because it is a really uh, good quality bottle for the price range that it is. And then one of my quintessential favorites for sure is going to be Buffalo Trace. Any any Buffalo Trace, and if you can sneak in a Buffalo Trace single barrel in that sub-30, um, absolutely do that. I've never had a bad one. I've had some that are great and some that are mediocre, but uh, Buffalo Trace is always one that, that you can feel safe recommending to anybody. Um and then moving down the list into the thirty-one to fifty-dollar range, or thirty to fifty-dollar range, um, any Maker's Cask Strength. Maker's Cask Strength is always going to be something. You know, everybody knows what it is, what Maker's is, but not necessarily everybody is going to have a Cask Strength on their shelf. Um, if they're not a Cask Strength drinker, it's something. If they're not a cask strength drinker, they're probably using ice or they're probably mixing a drink at some degree, um, and this will hold up to that very well. Uh, it's widely available in a lot of places, and, it, and it's 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 pretty good quality. Um, if you can come across a rare breed 
whether it be rye or bourbon, under 50 bucks, absolutely snatch those up. And in that same vein, Russells. Any any Russells that you come across um, that is under fifty dollars, you know, absolutely makes this list. And I, I realize those last two that I sort of tossed in there are both wild turkey products, but you can't say enough about them. And depending on where you are in the country, sometimes you find them at you know forty five dollars, and sometimes you find them at fifty five dollars. But I would I would make that extra five dollar jump um, to get there. And then the the next pay, uh, next cost band is that fifty to eighty dollar range. And so we you know we ran the first round was a thirty dollar range, the second round was twenty twenty dollar range, and this last one's thirty bucks as well. Um, doubling back, Maker's Mark wood finishing series. Any of those that are you know between fifty and eighty are usually worth picking up. Any Maker's Mark um, single barrel barrel private selects, I think is what they actually call them. Absolutely. Um, most, you know, if, if you spend time in a liquor store and you get to know the people and they seem to know something about whiskey, if they have any store picks, it's probably going to be okay to snag one of those up. Um, Heaven's Door, and, and I'll talk about that a little bit later because I actually went out and looked at, um, I think it was 10 or 12 uh, different online lists of the best bottles of whiskey you can buy for somebody for um, Christmas. And kind of compiled them, and one of the surprising ones that showed up was that one. And then um, Uncle Nearest. Uncle Nearest, I think, sits right at that $55, $56 range. Um, I think that it is one that anybody should have on their shelf. Uh, it says a couple things. At least the bottle says a couple things to me. Is Number one, it's a good quality product. It's a product with a fantastic backstory. I'll say that I think Fawn Weaver is probably the best product storyteller in the whiskey business right now nobody nobody's doing it better than her um they're building a great brand it's a it's a it's a bottle that ha- carries a lot of weight but also carries a lot of good causes with it as well there's a lot of money that's going into a lot of positive benefit for it and it doesn't hurt that it's a fantastic fantastic whiskey in there and then one that you might sneak in um and i don't know if it'll hit in that 80 dollars range i can't remember what last year's cost but if you're kind of dipping right over top of that um, Barrel Bourbon uh, in Lexington. They do a New Year bottle every year. It's usually released in December sometime. It'll be the New Year 2022. It's a great Christmas present because then you have it to, to ring in the New Year while everybody else is sipping champagne. The whiskey nerds can geek out with a little bit of Barrel Bourbon and most of the things that they're doing, you know, they're, they're masters at blending. So most of the things that they do are really, really good. Um, and so th- those are, like I said, those are three three sort of ranges where you can pick up some things and make some decisions on which one to buy. Um, but there's this this other thing that you can take into consideration when it comes to buying a bottle for someone is where do you live in the world? Um, we live in a wonderful time right now where I think, I can't remember the exact numbers, but I'm, I'm, I'm going to ballpark some numbers. Um, 15 years ago, there were maybe a couple of hundred craft distillers across the United States. And as of right now, there's somewhere near 2,000 craft distillers across the United States, which means you're probably relatively close to a craft distillery, somebody who is making whiskey on a regular basis of some type. Um, some of them may be making single malt. Some of them may be making rye or just standard whiskey. They may be making aged moonshine, something along that lines. But I would encourage you, if you know a person who is a whiskey collector, and maybe they're not geographically near you. You know, if you've got family on the other side of the country, anywhere else new, 
pick up something from a semi-local distiller and send that to them. Um, you know, one of one of my favorite bottles right now. I have a bottle of Southern Bourbon from um, from Georgia. It's a I think it's 13th Colony Distilling, maybe, is the name of the company. We were down there on vacation, and when I go on vacation, I try to, you know, look up, you know, what, what is something that I can buy in this state that I can't find at home. Um, and I happened across that and a few other bottles that were all really, really good. But they make great gifts because it's something that I can't purchase here. It's something that is unique, um, and it is something that is, is good. It's good. It really is good. I, I had a friend that was traveling out to Arizona, one of my coworkers, a guy that I consider relatively close, and he said, hey, while I'm out there, um, do you want me to look for anything? Because, you know, once once people know you're into whiskey, they start saying, hey, um, you know, what are you looking for? What do you want to know about? You know, this is good friends will help you out. And I said, hey, man, you know, you're you're out in Arizona where I think he was going to be in Phoenix. I was like, you you find something from a local distiller and bring it back to me. And I'll put that on my shelf up next to some of the highest price bottles because, number one, it's a gift. And, number two, it's something that I can't get here. And he brought back some Park Rye from Arizona Distilling Company, and I still haven't opened it yet. Um, it's sitting over there on the shelf. But I'll cherish the bottle. It's probably going to be good. All of the things that I've read about it have been really good. Um, so th those are, like I said, those are all of the, the, the things that sort of, um, piqued my curiosity on this. Um, what I will say, so this is the thing that was, uh, somewhat unique to me. Let me see if I can go find this. Um, like I said, I went out and I did a, I did my own little survey, so to speak, right? Um, yes, that is the one bottle that looks... Hold on, I'll, I'll show you. Sorry. Yeah, bourbon lens. It absolutely is the one that looks like the birthday bourbon. It looks like this right here. Um, it was relatively inexpensive, and I think it's pretty dang good for, for, for what we bought there. Um, and they had a rye, too, and I regret not buying that. There was, you know, it's one of those where, you know, I can... I don't... I came home from vacation with... I don't know, nine or ten bottles of whiskey and only intended to come home with five or six. Um, so, you know, I'm try, trying to keep the keep everybody happy. But I uh, I did my own survey. I went out, like I said, I went out and, and, and did a list of, of a gift list from a bunch of different sources. I used Gear, Gear Patrol, Drizzly, Men's Health, uh, Courier Journal had a list, Esquire had a list, um, Gear, uh, I already said Gear Patrol, um, Esquire had a list, uh, and one other, I can't remember what it was. And the thing, you know, it sort of was in the, the first set of bottles that we talked about, the, um, the most widely suggested bottles were always going to be Maker's Mark. They've done a fantastic job of marketing over the last 40, 50, 60 years of being a premium bourbon without being, you know, being what would be considered premium priced right now. Uh, if you have the ability to sneak in and get somebody a whiskey drop subscription, absolutely do that. But, you know, of the ones that I did, there were, you know, four different uh, times that Maker's Mark specifically was represented across this list of about 10 or 12 different uh, websites. The one that surprised me the most, and I've already recommended them, was Uncle Nearest. Uncle Nearest was in... Um, Drizzly, Liquor.com, and Esquire's list of bottles that you should buy. Uh, and, the, and they echoed some of the same sentiments. 
And then another uh, another one that was a little bit, I guess it, it's not as surprising as it should be maybe, is Jack Daniels. And that was They weren't necessarily talking about your old number seven Jack Daniels. Jack Daniels has released in the last couple of weeks, or last couple of weeks, month, whatever, uh, their Jack Daniels tenure. They also have the Koi Hill that's sitting out there, and then there's the Sinatra edition. And so those get different mentions across the 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 different lists, but it's super nice to, to, to think about those, to, you know, give those, um, give those sort of a nod. And then what I found really surprising from these lists is there was uh, a mention of Starward, which is an Australian single malt that, you know, you've heard me talk about on before. Um, I've, I've had the privilege of, being on a Zoom tasting with Jake from Key in the Lake podcast and did some uh, Starward single malt, uh, single barrels. And I have a few of them that I actually was able to purchase and keep on hand. I think they're fantastic. But the fact that they're sneaking into a list, being an Australian single, mark, single malt with a limited footprint in the United States, I think indicates a lot about the future of that brand. And so if you're looking for something that is not specifically bourbon, um, maybe you've got a scotch drinker that you're trying to buy something for, but you just cannot pull the trigger on a scotch. See if you can find that. See if you can find some some Star Wars somewhere. And then one that was really, really surprising is I came across uh, Mr. Black, uh, the espresso liqueur, which I talked about literally just last week on this episode, on, on this uh, live stream. And it was specifically, I was talking about the one that was aged in Whistlepig uh, barrels. But just generically, the existence of that espresso liqueur, and I think you know that's that's part of cocktail culture. That's part of uh, having something that people are going to make some unique things out of. And over the last week, since I did the last stream, I've been thinking about ways that I can consume this, and we're about to be in the cold part of the year, so I can you know toss it in and make a. I may be able to take. I've been thinking about taking some. Some of the espresso liqueur and mixing that with some of the Jim Bean, Jim Bean bourbon cream to, to make my own uh, coffee whiskey type drink. But then I started thinking about making tiramisu. And instead of using espresso in the bottom, I'm actually using the espresso liqueur and making it like boozy tiramisu. So that may be a thing that I'm going to end up doing. But back to the list. Um, another surprising um, revelation is the existence on two separate lists of some pretty widely slammed on Tennessee whiskeys. The Dickel Eight Year Bourbon uh, showed up in a number of places, which maybe given its newness is not incredibly surprising. But then there was also Sweetens Cove, and Sweetens Cove um, has been panned by most. Um, social media uh, icons as being a terrible um, value for its price. Not that it's a terrible whiskey, but it's a te- terrible value considering its price because it is significantly more pricey. Um, you know, I'll reserve my own comments on it because I've not had it myself. It's one of those things that I intend to to have at some point in time, but I've yet to be in a bar that has it. And given the reviews for it, it has definitely become something that I'm going to try before I buy. Um, but, but it was there, you know, like it, it existed and, and then a Dickel eight year bourbon, which I have one and I think it's, it's perfectly fine. I personally don't have any, uh, issues with Dickel whiskey, but a lot of people absolutely do. They absolutely do not enjoy what Dickel does. Um, and then there were some that 
are worth mention, but um, they're only their only concern is is that they're they're hard to find or pricey. Um, you know, A. Smith Bowman's uh, cask strengths or barrel craft spirits, anything. Or bookers, you know, bookers can be available, but it can also be pricey. And then there's the the Charter Oak that's supposed to be coming out. Um, odds you're not going to see that anywhere. And then Michter's Barrel Strength Rye, uh, like we're all just seeing that floating around on a regular basis, you know, anywhere. Um, and then, the, like I said, there were there were standards that you expect to see everywhere. Woodford Reserve was on the list, and that's a safe bottle that you can buy for any human being that drinks whiskey but you don't know what they do and they'll either mix it or do something else with it um and then uh there were you know two or three other american single malts that made lists various different lists um and that's like i said it's encouraging kind of going back to the beginning of this particular episode we're getting ready to get a definition of what does american single malt whiskey actually mean um so maybe that helps that market even more um, and then the last bit that I have is, and you know, we're running longer than I have in a very long time, and I'm okay with that. Um, the last one I have is gifting clout bottles. Uh, clout bottles are you're trying to mark either yourself or the person as someone of, and I'm going to use the term very loosely, means. You're going to buy something that no matter who is coming across it, um, they, they're going to be like, oh, that's a, that's a special bottle. That's... Um, Absolutely, Woodford double double oak, Woodford double oaked in the fifty dollar range. Only reason I left that one off is that I feel like most purchasers of whiskey already know that that value exists. So you're probably not listening to this list without already knowing about it. So I'm trying to toss out different things. Um, but gifting clout bottles, you know, you're trying to make a statement. You're trying to buy something for a boss. You're trying to impress somebody. You're trying to impress a girlfriend's dad, whatever. Um, and these are going to be tougher to find. You're going to have to shell out some money to get there. So, um, Michter's Barrel Strength um, Toasted, Michter's uh, Ten Year, uh, Midwinter Night Dram. Uh, obviously, Weller Twelve is always there. You know, any, anybody that wants to can can absolutely bag on Weller Twelve as a bottle that. Um, is way inflated in price, and I agree. Anything above a hundred dollars is inflated for that. But I remember when uh, Weller first started inflating in price. Weller Twelve first started inflating in price, and it went from thirty dollars to sixty dollars. And I patently refused to purchase any bottles at sixty. I said, I'm, I'm, "That's that is ridiculous. There's no way I would ever pay sixty dollars for it." And I kicked myself for not cashing out my four hundred one k and buying every bottle I can at sixty dollars because if I still had those right now, I'd be retired at this point. But I think that it is a bottle that is worth up to a hundred dollars. Um, but just finding it and being able to buy it, it becomes a statement in and of itself. Um, anything Old Carter, anything Wild Turkey Masters Keep, and then uh, more recently in, in the news is Blue Run, whether it be their rye or their bourbons. Um, they're pricey, but for all accounts, they're good. Whether, you know, that, that's... the I've, I've seen, read, listened to, you know, I listen to my friends over... I say my friends, people that I listen to on podcasts, listen to um, Perry over at This Is My Bourbon Podcast talk about, you know, it's a great bottle up until you start taking into account the cost of it. You know, you're paying a couple hundred dollars for a four-year bourbon or a four-year rye, and that's sort of maddening. But at the end of the day, if you remove age statements from every bottle and you taste it and then you put the, the price up against it, does it match out? You know, and for a lot of people, for Blue Run, it does. But 
we're talking about you're trying to gift a bottle here that says something that you know it has some degree of impact and it says hey i am paying attention to what's happening in whiskey right now um buying an old carter says that i was paying attention you know six months to a year ago well or 12 i just you know that's what's been going on forever uh same thing with midwinter nice dram and then if you can ever find mictor's toasted you know that just that says i was hunting hard you know like you're, you're able to say a few things with those particular selections so you know that's that's all I've got for tonight. These are the 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 gift ideas that I have. Uh, most of this will end up in show notes somewhere. Um, we'll we'll be able to put links in if you want to go buy any of these. I may toss in a couple others that I didn't directly talk about, um, like the Aged and Ore glass flask, uh, glass travel flask, whatever it's called. I can't remember. Um, any any of those things. Um, but I appreciate anybody that happened to join me tonight. Uh, I'm gonna kill it here and probably hop over i know there's a couple of other people that are live streaming right now um they they're likely doing a much better job than i am i appreciate everybody for being here we've you know gained a few more uh followers on to, on 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 youtube specifically uh, podcast downloads are staying relatively even um picking up quite a few downloads per week I super appreciate the support uh, thank you for being here tonight bourbon lens and i'm looking forward to your um, your event tomorrow night uh, one way or the other it's going to be a fantastic time um, I've got my own bottles of, of broken barrel over here as well but I appreciate everybody for being here and I will see you guys I think I'm going to shoot for Tuesday of next week and we're probably just going to talk about wild turkey because it's the Tuesday before Thanksgiving what else are you going to talk about um, the you know the the day before Thanksgiving break for most folks at that point in time so appreciate everybody for being here I'll see you guys next week thanks for listening to the embellish podcast if you like what you heard make sure to subscribe check out our website at embellishpod.com and follow us on social media at instagram and twitter to keep up with what we have going on if you have an idea about a story we should talk about send it to us at embellishpod at gmail.com and remember whether famous or infamous a good story mixed with a touch of embellishment makes the food you ate the drink you drank, and the places you visited just a little more memorable.